0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We are in week 11 of the NFL season, and Ryan and I are going to be breaking down the entire DFS slate. We got 11 games slate this week, all coming up next on the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Road to Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are sponsored by No House Advantage this week. We appreciate uh, them for that. This is the uh, the DFS version. We'll be talking the entire slate. I am Scott Gen- Genstead, joined as always by Ryan Bolangi uh, If you can please rate and review the podcast, if you enjoy listening to us, have done uh, well listening to us. Uh, last week was actually pretty good with our with some of our picks. Um, please do leave us a, a bunch of stars, a nice rating. That would be uh, very much appreciated. Uh, Ryan, it's, uh, it's week 11. We are going to pretend there was no Thursday night game this week. We're just going to pretend it was completely and fully skipped for your benefit. Uh, how are you? Oh yeah, I'm doing good, thanks. Um, had a rough week last week, DFS.
2: Um, hopefully bounce back this week. I had, you know, I had ended up with Juju Smith-Schuster in a lot of my important spots, and you yeah. know, he got the early concussion finish with three points. That was tough too, because pretty much everyone else went off in, in that range, especially Kirk, who was popular for the same price. But it was, it was unfortunate, because I jammed fields again, and this time with Komet, like we mentioned on the pod. And my lineups were actually looking really good. It was unfortunate Uh, Juju got that concussion. I don't know. What about you? How'd it go for you?
1: Uh, Pretty well. Pretty well. It was profitable. I had uh, my main team was not very good. My secondary team, I only made two GPP lines. The second team was really good. It was like 170-something. And my cash lineup was an easy cash, uh, you know, led by fields. And it was, uh, so it was nice in that regard. Um, I think I had some Jeff Wilson in there too. So it, uh, it worked out pretty well. Uh, it was actually a profitable week. My, uh my main team, I'm trying to remember what my what was bad about my main team. I think I just had a bunch of receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper was a big letdown for me last week. Oh you know, yeah, so that was electric. I like I really liked him at the price and he was pretty popular and I just uh, I had a complete whiff on that one. But uh yeah, my uh, my Trevor Lawrence team actually uh, worked out pretty well. I played I played Kirk uh I played Kirk in I think all three of my lineups. So it was it was a big one for me. I just thought he was underpriced and Obviously it was pretty popular. It's not like it was a you know a gem pick right there, but uh yeah, no, that, no, that was a good uh, pick though. Yeah, no Christian Watson was bad. He was like he was like two percent rostered and you looked at the top of the lineups and that that three touchdown blow up. I mean, people that people that had Christian Watson that definitely scored last week.
2: Yeah, actually my good friend had Chris Christian Watson in the hundred dollar spy and took first for a hundred thousand. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So it was crazy. Yeah, actually, my good friend from high school, my friend oh, wow. actually my my flatmate in London, when I first moved here, I lived with him for a year. So, yeah, that was really cool. I mean, just a a monster score. He had did, Christian did, Watson. Did you get him into DFS or
1: just kind of worked out you guys both ended up playing?
2: Actually, yeah, I kind of did get him into DFS. Nice. And then when I lived with him, we really – we were playing every day and talking DFS every day. You know, it really helps to have, to have a group yeah, that sure. you can talk to and – so that, you know, was, that was
1: that f- and... 15% cut is yours then for getting me to DFS? Oh
2: man, I wish, <laughs> you know, we actually did have a deal, uh, a deal like that a long time ago, but no, no not anymore.
1: That, Not anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> I was going to say you've, uh, you've won your, uh, your fair share. So you're probably, probably good not giving him 15% either. So it probably worked yeah, out yeah, for you well. Nice, but... though. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, uh, it's good to hear. I like when, I like when people we know, uh, would do really well. So that makes me, uh, that makes me happy, but Definitely. let's take a look at, uh, at week 11, we've got an 11 game slate this week. Obviously, we got the primetime games off the slate, You had Tennessee and Green Bay last night. Uh the Chiefs and Chargers are playing Sunday night, uh the Niners and Cardinals on Monday night in Mexico City. Uh we got buys this week with the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eight games early, three games late. Uh kind of a split like we did last week. We've got uh we've got a, a, kind of a, a little group of games that have some decent totals. Uh three games that are over 47. But again, six games where the over-under is under 42. It would have been seven, except they moved the Buffalo game to Detroit. So that's one of the, one of the higher total games now. It's interesting how that, uh, how that swapped really quick. A lot of people that were uh, betting the under uh, early in the week, uh, thinking that the game was going to have snow, and they figured they were really uh, ahead of the market, uh, really kind of got, uh, got in trouble there as the, as the game moved to Detroit. But the three high total games, we've got uh, the Chicago Bears, the Falcons, uh, the Justin Fields Invitational here, who uh, he's uh, just rolling right now. Uh Browns and Bills in Detroit, 49 and a half, and Cowboys Vikings, kind of the, the afternoon, uh, you know, game of America's game kind of thing at 47 and a half. As you started to look at this slate, was there a was there a game that uh, of these one went to the ones that high told you like that's the game I want to attack and really go with this week? Um, well,
2: yeah, it was interesting. I started looking at the slate earlier in the week and you saw the Bills, Browns total at 41 and a half, like you yeah. mentioned. There was blizzard conditions in Buffalo. Supposed to be a lot of snow. Um, So, you know, I just planned on fading that game. I think a lot of people did. And then when it got moved to Detroit yesterday, um, I don't know. Like, I'm just wondering, is everybody going to be on this Bills team? Uh, It seems like there hasn't been as many chances to stack the bills recently. I don't know. They've had sort of some weird matchups and like, you know, last week against Minnesota, we weren't sure if Allen was going to play. People didn't really target that game. They've been big favorites. A lot of times people don't like to stack that all the time, but I think this is a really good spot. Um, when this game, yeah, I got moved to Detroit. It moved to the top of my list. Um, I think there's some nice prices. Well, uh, I think Dig, it's nice to see Diggs uh, priced underneath these other top receivers, and it's a great spot for him. You know, we talked about this Browns team last week in the Dolphins game, yep, which people liked, and there's similar reasons to like this game. You know, Cleveland's defense isn't going to have much to stop Allen. Um, they give up a lot of big plays. They they make a lot of big plays themselves on offense. So yeah, I think the Bills game is probably my favorite game. Um, I don't know. What about One of those other two, do you you like better or just as much? Or what were you thinking?
1: Yeah, it's why it's wild the Bills didn't go to Detroit yet. There's a report this morning that they're like they're leaving Saturday afternoon, which is weird. I I thought they were like worried about airport closures and like whatever it is the 60 inches or six feet of snow, whatever is is, is possible. It seems weird to me to get the heck out of there, but. I assume everybody will get there and everybody playing and everything will, will look good. I do really like the, I uh, really like the bills game this week. I think that uh, it lines up, but uh, it just lines up so well for them, you know, indoors against this Browns defense really, really well. But I really like for the back and forth. I really like Cowboys Vikings this week. I like what I saw from, you know, I like myself on offense from Dallas last week. Obviously they lost the Packers, but then, uh, you know, Minnesota, you know, beating the bills, but cousins looked good. I think this has a, I, I of the three it has the lowest total of the three we just mentioned. I think it's going to be the one that's going to go back and forth. I think, I, I think this one shoots out a little bit. I know the Cowboys defense is really good. I do get that, but I think the Vikings have weapons. I really like um, how Dallas is playing on offense right now with Dak. I mean, Ceedee Lamb finally full breakout last week in the game against the Packers. Uh, Dallas Schultz is back, and we you know Dallas Schultz with Dak Prescott is a complete different player. I I really like how this game lines up. You know, stack wise, it's expensive, but it's not that expensive because. If you go Dak, you get you know, it's two thousand dollars less than Josh Allen, so you like you save the money there, and you can go up to um, you know Je- Jefferson or, or Cook on the other side. You can even go down to Hawkinson if you wanted that as your run back. I just think there's so many options in this game. I really like how it lines up uh, from from a stack perspective.
2: Yeah, I do too. Um, and but both these teams gave up thirty points last week. Um, yep. I agree with you; it has the best chance to shoot out closest spread, uh, likely to stay competitive. And it's just pretty easy to stack on both sides. You're right; it's the decisions are pretty straightforward. So it'll probably be relatively popular, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, it clear. It looks like it it stands out as the game that could shoot out. I think you hit it on the head with your first point.
1: <clears throat> Vikings are the first team ever to be at least eight and one and be a home dog. Is that wild? Yeah, I
2: saw that. I mean, yeah. they could have lost so many of these weeks. I mean, it's crazy yeah. <laughs> that they won last week. Even the week before against Washington, they should have lost that game. I mean, they were down two scores in the fourth quarter. Yeah,
1: um, yeah I don't know. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, jo- Josh, Josh, Allen
1: are- run, Josh Allen runs a quarterback sneak, and they, they lose that game last week. But although, I, I, you know, Cousins could have scored just as easily, too. It's just a, that was a great game. That was a fun game. Justin Jefferson. Is that a was free- a
2: crazy game. You know, Scott, I have to bring it up now because yeah. – I had bills minus 2.5 to complete Uh, a string of parlays. I think, (laughs) I think it was the most, I don't know, like painful sweat I've ever had because, you know, first of all, they never should have lost the game. I mean, it was pretty much over. We saw what happened at the end, but then, you know, they sort of crawled back in it like three or four times to where you could think, Oh, maybe the bills could still do this. You know, even after they gave it to the Vikings a few times, it still looked like they were going to come back to do it you know send it to overtime have the ball at the end of overtime driving oh I don't know it was a heartbreaker but yeah great game I mean unbelievable catch by Jefferson Jefferson was unbelievable I mean this guy looks like he looks like the best receiver in the league and you called that with Jefferson I mean I
1: love love Jefferson yeah
2: yeah that was a great call but yeah this Vikings team crazy eight and one I mean and home dogs to the Cowboys interesting
1: so I gotta ask: Was the most painful moment of the game the Jefferson catch in fourth and eighteen, where it's over if he catch, doesn't catch it? Was it the Josh Allen fumble in the end zone when the game's over, or was it the pick late when they were driving to score a touchdown? You thought you yeah. needed a miracle win.
2: That's a good. Uh, that's a good question. Well, when that's Jefferson a lot made,
1: of bad beats in one game. <laughs> that's a, it's a lot of them, man.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. I think
2: after that first Je- Jefferson catch, I was still like, "Okay, well, I'm still okay. They haven't done it yet." And the Bills are still the better team. They'll get the ball back and they'll still pull it out. So I was still like, okay, I was starting to worry. Um, But I think the most painful might've been the interception at the end because I'd already convinced myself I was dead. Like I was, I was already tilted. I was just getting over it. I was starting. And then, then I'm like, oh, the Bills might actually do it still. So then I got some hope back, you know, I kept getting hope back. So then with the last pick, it was just like, oh man.
1: Yeah, because you oh. thought in, in overtime the Vikings they had first and goal. You thought they'd score a touchdown. It was going to be over there. They hung yeah, a field goal. Over. And then, like, the math worked out so well. The Bills drive for a touchdown. You win by a half point. That would have been oh, that's <laughs> right. A, that's <laughs> a tough one. My uh, my apologies for bringing it back up a week later. But, yeah, no, uh, all that's, that's, that's all right. Tough. It was a, it was a great game. I was it still was.
2: I enjoyed yeah. it to an extent. Um
1: Yeah, to an extent. Um We've got it's, six games with low totals. We've got uh, and there there's some real low ones in here. We got Jets Patriots at thirty eight. Rams, Saints which. God, a year ago, that looked like a fun game, and it's just horrible now. 39. Panthers-Ravens is 41. Obviously, the Panthers' offense is the problem there. Uh, Commanders-Texans at 40 and a half. Raiders-Broncos, 41 and a half. Bengals-Steelers, a game that used to be fun, 41 also. Uh Got a lot of low games. There's a couple medium games in there that we'll talk about. I think those are probably the ones to uh, target. Some of these low games are pretty gross. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um again, it feels like we say this every week with these lower games, you know, don't have too much interest in stacking them, but can maybe take some pieces from a couple of them, I guess, you know, if you're looking for a contrarian games to stack or any game outside those three, the three you mentioned will be the most popular. Um, I don't know. I was wondering what you thought about Philly Indy. I mean, you know, it has Hertz, who's not going to be very popular and, you know, we know what he can do and the weapons he has. And then the indie team is interesting with Matt Ryan back. Um, Pittman looks like he's in a good spot. Uh, Paris Campbell, decent cheap wide receiver option, even Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I don't know. That game could be a little bit sneaky. I don't know. Maybe you don't like that game.
1: Is there is there one – is there another one of these that you think is sneaky? Uh, I like uh... – I like Indy kind of – a couple of those guys in like one-offs, uh, Pittman or Campbell, we'll talk about receivers later. I think Philly's going to kill them though. So I think that uh, – I think Philly's going to take out a lot of aggression from Monday night in that game. I think they're going to uh, make Matt Ryan look, uh, look like normal Matt Ryan instead of Matt Ryan last week where he's running for 40-yard gains. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't love that as a back-and-forth game. I do like that if you want to uh, – You met, the Hurts thing is really interesting because he's not going to be popular with all the other options and he's expensive. Um, you could play him uh, – the weird thing with Hurts is he's not running anymore. He has uh, four mm-hmm. straight weeks with under thirty yards rushing. So, um, but if you get him running a little bit indoors, he's still scoring the touchdowns. He had a, he had a quarterback sneak last week. Um, yeah, I think m- most of these games are, are one offs for me. I think if anything, maybe Lions Giants is an interesting game in terms of a little back and forth. Uh, you know, the Lions can't stop anybody; they can score a little bit. Um, you know, maybe you get uh, maybe you get some kind of combos in there that are that are really nice. But uh, yeah, mostly the mostly the top three games. Maybe uh, maybe a Lions Giants stack would probably the the way I would go with that.
2: Yeah, I know I would have I was trying to say that Lions, Giants gamer. I was trying to make it work at least, but you know, it's so hard. Like who do you pair Daniel Jones with? You almost like can't pair him with any receivers. And then for the Lions, I mean, it seems like Amon Ra is basically the only one you can roster. I don't know, maybe maybe you'll have some other takes when we go through the positions, but it just seems very hard with that game. I guess you could play Danny dimes, Amon Ra and I don't know. Take your pick.
1: Yeah, their problem is the running back situation is so tough. I mean, uh, with Swift and with Stipsen Jones, we'll talk about it in a second. But you know, Swift had 19 snaps last week, so it's going up a little bit. But the, and the more he snaps he gets, it's, it's more, more, it's harder it is to play either one of those guys unless he you know fully goes flying by Jamal. So, but yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors at Stathead. It's easy to find Derek Henry's statistics from this year. With a quick Google search and a visit to Pro Football Reference, you can see these rushed for over 900 yards and nine touchdowns, a little more after last night. But that raises more questions. How many other players have hit those marks through nine games? How many did it at Henry's age? To answer those questions, there's StatHead. StatHead is your all access pass to the Pro Football Reference database. In StatHead, you compare up to six players' stats side by side to determine who to start and who to sit, or you can dig through advanced stats to find the perfect player to add off waivers. There's an array of simple tools that unlock an endless number of search options, all using the same easy-to-use interface that you already know from Pro Football Reference. Plus, StatHead lets you browse Pro Football Reference ad-free. Sign up with promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off an annual subscription to StatHead. So, Ryan, I guess I want to ask you first. Uh, I don't really think there's a lot of guys in this category, but do you see anybody this week as kind of chalk-boring plays? I guess the uh, the top would be Justin Fields. He is uh, at Atlanta coming off back-to-back weeks where he was the number one quarterback. Four straight weeks where he's a top-five quarterback. He His price is up. He's uh, He was 6,500 last week. He 5,700 the week before. He's 7,600 now. Obviously, he's earned that price bump. He has 77 rushing points, just rushing points the last four weeks from a quarterback that is Crazy. Um, he doesn't have a lot of pass yards, but seven pass touchdowns the last three weeks. He's rolling right now, back-to-back four TD games. Uh, Atlanta can't stop anybody. They're 31st in pressure rate. Great matchup. Do you see Fields as, like, clearly the top quarterback this week in terms of, uh, you know, rostership numbers?
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm not sure. Um, I still like Fields, but I don't know. He's not, like, popping off the page in projections anymore because of that price tag Mm -hmm. like I see at least a couple places I've looked looked um Josh Allen has a better sort of uh value number in terms of point per dollar um I don't know you know I I mentioned I liked Fields to go over 180 pass yards in our no house advantage picks and he didn't get there even against the Lions doesn't didn't matter though like you said I mean Fields running, I mean, we ha- we've really never seen anything like this. Maybe Lamar's done similar things, but 178 yards and 147 yards, crazy. Like, And now a matchup against the Falcons. So I don't know. I guess I expected – and maybe I just haven't been uh, – looking in all the right places or listening to as much stuff, but I expected fields to sort of be more popular or have a better projection than he does. I don't know. But again, maybe I'm just, maybe it'll come. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think he's going to be as popular as he's been in recent weeks. Um, I think like for cash, people are going to consider Dak. I even think they're going to consider Kirk cousins. Um, I think if you want to go all the way down, Daniel Jones is okay. I sort of want to stay with Fields
1: or above, though. Um, I don't know. You have anything to add? Uh, yeah, I mean that kind of summed it up pretty well in terms of you know cash games and roster ship. I, I just think that I mean last couple of weeks, I, weeks I just locked in Fields. I didn't even think about it in cash. Like, Me I just too. Put it, I just put him in. I was like, all right. And I didn't have to in cash. I didn't have to stack him with anybody. I wasn't worried about that. I didn't play. I didn't. I don't think I played. You played Comat, which is really nice. I don't think I played. I have to look at my catch line, but I don't think I played any of the receivers. I just kind of went fields and figured, you know, the running passing four touchdowns together. Boom. We're good. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I think, I think Josh Allen will probably at least be close in there. I think there's a lot of people want that moved. I think they got up with a lot of attention. I think he'll be, he'll get played a bunch too, but uh, I think it's pretty spread out. It's kind of what, uh, kind of the, uh, kind of what I decided when I get there, I think fields will be the most popular I think going to be spread out. What about it at, at running back? I like couldn't even find anyone that I think is going to be like slam dunk in everybody's lineup. I mean, Tony Pollard, if Zeke sits is the answer to that question. And last week, like, you know, once Zeke was going to be out, I mean, I played Pollard and everywhere and it was, it was pretty easy at that point, but he's still 6,500. Do you see anybody this week? Uh, you know, maybe Ramondre Stevenson under 7,000 be pretty popular, but there's no like slot in the running back and move on. Kind of thing that we had, you know, two, three weeks ago, it's been like back-to-back weeks so of without, without having that.
2: Yep. Um, And no, I don't really after Pollard, it, it would be Pollard. Yep. Um, not sure about Zeke's status, I guess. He said he's very optimistic, but, you know, who, who knows what that means. People thought right. he was going to play last week, and then things changed over the weekend. So, yeah, Pollard would be very popular if Zeke gets ruled out, but let's say he's not. Um, I think people will look at Damian Pierce for the same price as Pollard. Yeah. Um, you know, he was really popular last week for $6,300. did not have the greatest game Um but you know he, he could have done better actually. Uh, I still I think people would go there. Uh, the whole matchup against Washington looks okay. his numbers look okay, a lot of volume. Um, I think people will consider David Montgomery. I wonder what you think about David Montgomery now that Herbert's hit the IR um, in that matchup against the Falcons. Um, but you're right nothing like stands out. I don't think anybody would be crazy popular. I think either josh jacobs or mixon one of those guys at 75 or 7400 both of them project okay you mentioned vermondre i think vermondre would look pretty good but yeah nothing uh no overwhelming chalk if if elliot ends up playing
1: yeah i I agree there too i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a spread out week which i actually kind of like i like when there's not like you know obvious spots where you you know it just kind of free squares where you lock somebody in and and, and go with that uh receiver i kind of think is the same way weirdly enough like and looking at receiver, is Garrett Wilson at forty nine hundred the the one kind of obvious play that everybody's going to have? I mean, it seems crazy to, to go the Zach Wilson receiver, but Wilson's under five thousand. I thought when I you know, I kind of usually I usually look at games and I'm like oh, I wonder what this guy's priced at. I'm like oh, I thought he could be like 5,500. 4,900 for Wilson is is really cheap off his last two games, uh, over ninety yards each last two games. I think he's the one that stuck out to me, and then it's a bunch of expensive guys that I like, but I think they kind of you know kind of take rostership from each other.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think under five k. Like you mentioned, weird to say, but Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson projects pretty well. He's been seeing a ton of targets, and he's done really well the last two weeks. Yeah, um, a little above that, I think Terry McLaurin might be relatively popular at fifty nine hundred against uh, Houston, coming off that. I don't big like. Game. To,
1: I don't like to hear that because I love him this week at the price. But I guess yeah. I, I, I guess I figure it's not just me that's going to love him. Yeah, I I, I love him too. Uh, I think Michael
2: Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman could see some ownership. Uh, Cortland Sutton, if Jerry Judy's ruled out, uh, will be pretty popular.
1: That Judy. Oh, that, offense, be in- that offense! is disgusting, oh. though. Man, it's terrible. It's oh. terrible. Um, Russ hit that, that big, Judy- like big play down the sideline for the long touchdown last week to some guy that didn't even know who it was, and I'm like, oh. all right, here we go, and then didn't didn't have another touchdown the rest of the way. It's, yeah, it was just so brutal, bad. man. I
2: yeah. I tried to play, I tried to play Dulcich as well, and he even got like sort of the dream and that Jerry Judy got went out injured in the first quarter and you know it's it still didn't matter he's still (laughs) busted um but yeah that Judy news I've seen Kendall Hinton might be like he might be in play if Judy's out for 3600 the guy I'm wondering about the guy I've been considering and I thought was going to be relatively popular but maybe not actually is uh Scoronic for the Rams. Uh, I'm wondering what you think about the Rams' situation with Cooper Cup out. This is like assuming Stafford is back. I think people, I think some people would look there for 3,900. I mean, he was already playing 90 plus percent of the snaps, and it seems like he could, he he will benefit. He will benefit maybe the most from Cup being out. I think.
1: Um, I, I, mean, think he, I, I think I think I think he benefits the most too. It's just another offense that I just don't know. I mean, he played fifty nine snaps last week and had two catches for fourteen yards. Like uh, it depends yeah. who plays. Like if, if Stafford plays, I'm definitely more in because the Stafford's gonna need somebody to throw the ball to. If Wolford plays, I just want no part of this entire offense. I'll just completely skip it. But I mean, you look at it. You look at he's never been. In, he's been over forty five yards once. Like I don't know. It's just he. I don't think right, he's but- very good. But if if cups out. And Stafford plays, I think of the price. I think he I think he really works. I think he makes sense if Stafford plays. Yeah, I think it, it, I would only consider
2: him if Stafford plays. You're right. Yeah. Um you know, these games we see four and five weeks ago, five catches, forty yards, six catches, forty-one yards, those are games when Cooper Cup played. Yeah. You know, so I mean that's a guy like Cup out is a is a big opportunity, especially for the guy who's gonna play some in the slot where where
1: Cup yeah. does. I don't know. He's 30, he's he's 3,900 too. That's really cheap. Um, I'd be willing to
2: go there in cash at least if if nothing else opens up and you know, you needed some value to pay up in other spots. I I don't think it's the
1: worst. Can we find out if they have breakfast together before, uh, before practice? (laughs) Um, Uh, Oh, sorry.
2: I just, no, 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 I just wanted your quick opinion. I know we'll come back to running back. Uh, But I wanted your quick opinion on David Montgomery. Is he a good play
1: this week or not with Herbert out against the Falcons? I I thought you were going to say, is he a good player? And it was going to be an easy answer (laughs) for me at that point. Uh, um, We don't have much for value. And it's this
2: matchup against the Falcons that has the highest total. And, you know, they don't throw the ball a ton. And I don't know, Herbert's been getting a ton of work. And you figure most of that's going to go to Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I do think I do think he's in play. I don't want to do it, but I mean, he's just been so blah. <laughs> like the last four weeks, it's almost impossible for him to be as bad as he's been, considering Fields is running so much. Lanes are open. He's nine for 37, 14 for 36, 15 for 53, 15 to, for 62. Like that's just so blah, boring. But yeah, at the price, 6,100. If, I mean, Herbert's obviously already out, he's on the IR, so that's, that's confirmed. Uh, I think he has to be in play, you know, indoors versus a defense that's not very good. I think he has to be, but it's, uh, not a name that I love, I love clicking, but I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I I hear you. It's one of those weeks where you, you know, you have to take that out. And I I think that if you're the Atlanta defense, like all week, all you're doing is prepping for whatever fields run plays are coming, right? Like that's all you're doing. It's all everybody's talking about. He's run crazy the last two weeks. I think that, I think they overplay him. I think, I think stuff's open for Montgomery to be there. I think it's, I think it sets up really well game script wise for Montgomery to do pretty well. And it's uh it's kind of gross, but I think you have to consider it this week.
2: It's kind of gross, but you know, like just on paper, Herbert's averaged uh, over 12 touches, I think, the last four weeks. So you'd yep. think, you know, if Montgomery's going to see 20 touches, which seems pretty realistic. Yep. I don't know. 20 touches against Atlanta, you know, is, is pretty decent. So I don't yep. know. I'm, I'm considering that. With,
1: uh, with a quarterback who takes that much attention, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's, I was going to talk about running backs too, but I think it's, I think it's got to be got to be in consideration, and if Pollard, you know Zeke plays, I think it becomes way more in consideration because you can't play Pollard yeah. I, think, I think Montgomery's an easy swap out. But let's talk about some game stacks. Uh, I'm gonna go first here because I my favorite one is I already talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, I love I love the Cowboys uh, this week against Minnesota. I love the Dak stack. Six thousand six hundred saves you two thousand from Allen. I think that makes a huge difference. You can play with Lamb and Dallas Schultz. I love Dallas Schultz this week again. played him last week, it worked out well. Just, him with Dak is just a top ten tight end. There's just no way around that. He just is. He's involved. Um, he's finally getting healthier. He's playing more and more snaps every week. And you just have so many runback options. If you want to go, I, I really like coming back with, back with Dalvin Cook. I think that uh, you know, I think that Dallas can be run on. I think the Cook looks really good right now. Had the eighty yard touchdown last week. You can come back with. Jefferson but it gets really tough price-wise to come back with Jefferson of course because it's so expensive uh, or you can come back with T.J. Hawkinson you just it's one of those things that uh, it, Hawkinson's been set a bunch of targets in his first two weeks in Minnesota so he can come back there for for 5,300 I think it really it really works really nicely that there's many options there but uh, you know Dak was uh, what had uh, three touchdowns last week against Green Bay uh, Minnesota's 31st in, in YP8 7.9 and Nice game ship tolling. This game goes over the tolling. This game shoots out a little bit. So uh, Dallas with the Minnesota run back is, is my favorite play this week as I was going through it.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he broke that down perfectly, and I agree as far as the way I would stack that game. I love Dalton Schultz, um, and I, I, I think Dalvin Cook is really sneaky instead of Jefferson. I think most people will stack that game with Jefferson. Nobody really likes to play Cook. We always talk about it. He's actually been really good recently, and I could see um, that being Minnesota's game plan. Uh, the Packers had success running the ball with Aaron Jones. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the Dak stack with Schultz and CD and maybe Cook. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, for me, yeah, I'll touch on it again. The Bills are my favorite yeah. stack. Um, you know, I think this is just sort of a smash spot. I think sort of a re- a revenge spot of sorts for Allen, not on Cleveland, but just on the fact that they won, that Bills have lost two straight. And last week's was a heartbreaker. Allen has thrown some costly interceptions, two interceptions in three straight weeks. I mean, this was the MVP front runner who's kind of fallen back a little bit. Uh his fantasy scores too. You look at he still scored 25 fantasy points in consecutive games with only one touchdown pass. Um rushing eighty five yards. yards,
1: yeah, eighty-five yards rushing last week. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, and eighty-six the week before. Um, you know, when he wants to run, just nobody can stop him. He's so yeah. big, so strong, so athletic. He's been running for a lot of touchdowns. So it just shows. 25 points in consecutive games with only one touchdown pass uh, just shows you what type of ceiling Allen has. Um, and I think, I think we could see it in this spot. Um, I love digs. I like Gabe Davis who won't be as popular. Um, I don't really need to worry about the other pieces on, uh, on the bills, but I think, I think Dawson Knox is okay. Guy that nobody really plays. He's only 3,200, uh, has multiple touchdown upside. Like I always say, um, and then Cleveland, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'll go right back to him. I don't mind yeah. Amari Cooper either. Cooper uh, won't be popular, really, after what happened last week. But Peoples-Jones looked really good. And, you know, Peoples-Jones, he was sort he was sort of unlucky not to have a bigger game. Uh, there was a couple deep balls that he almost came down with. Um, finished with 99 yards. A little unfortunate not to get the bonus. Still pretty cheap at 4,600. So I think the Bills stack is... Uh it's relatively easy to afford if you if you use people's Jones as the rung back. so yeah, I, I I'm on the bills this week.
1: i'm I was shocked when I saw DPJ's price. I thought he would be up in the five thousands this week. ninety nine yards. He has four straight games as he's been pretty active and pretty good. And uh, I do I agree there. I think that I think Josh Allen's going to absolutely drop the hammer this week. I think they are pissed. Mm-hmm. I think that they are they can't believe they lost two straight. I mean, there are people are talking about them not losing two games all year. and all of a sudden, we, here we are. Um, you know they've got it. They got to start winning games now. It's and they get them. They get you get indoors now. It's gonna feel good. I think they're just going to uh, absolutely drop the hammer. We just need Cleveland to come back and score a little bit for that game to get really fun. I think that uh, uh, I like Dak this week with two thousand dollars less, but I think Josh Allen is is my second. I will be playing him too, and it's gonna be. Um, I think I'm gonna stack him with Gabe Davis this week, and I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with that. I think I'm gonna drop the drop the money there and save it off digs. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, can't go wrong with, with either one. Uh, what about other games? You know, we gotta, if you want to, you're trying to get a little different in tournaments. Is it a, um, we talked about Daniel Jones. Do you have any interest in Marcus Mariota? We already, we talked about fields already. What, what else are you doing at quarterback aside from, uh, you know, we talked about Hertz. We talked about uh, Fields. We talked about Prescott. We talked about Allen. What else quarterback you find yourself, uh, maybe sliding some stacks in? Um, I
2: don't know about you, but I don't really want to go below Prescott. Um. You mentioned you could see Allen smashing this week. I obviously agree. I feel like you're going to need a big score at quarterback this week. You know we have Hertz there. I don't know if I'll go there, but Fields 7600. You know Fields yep. has treated us so well recently that I still don't mind playing Fields in tournaments. I mean, yeah, if me he's going to rush for a hundred plus yards again, and you wouldn't put it past him. That's that's such a big floor. If he gets in the end zone. If he, who knows, maybe he'll throw one or two. So. I'm going to play fields in tournaments um, as far as pairing him with somebody that's more difficult, you know? Yeah, probably it would be Mooney or Komet again. I don't know if I can go back to Komet again for the third straight week now that he's up to 4,100 and questionable now, but the nice thing about fields is you don't have to pair him with anybody because you're playing him for this rushing upside. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't. I think I'll play some fields, uh, run it back with someone from Atlanta. I think Atlanta has some interesting options. Um, I'm still playing Kyle Pitts. I still um, – I wouldn't say I necessarily believe, but I think for that price range, he can outscore that price range. He's still seeing targets. Uh, Mariota has missed him on some deeper throws. Uh I don't know. So I, I, I'm still, I'm still okay with Pitts, So I have, I have some interest in that game. I guess you could roster Drake London. I probably won't go there. One guy who I think is interesting is Cordero Patterson Patterson, just because it's a weird week at running back and no one's really going to play Patterson. His usage is definitely concerning coming back from that injury, but he's a guy that can score multiple touchdowns. They love him in the goal line. They love him around the goal line and you just never know when he's going to have one of those huge games.
1: I looked closely at Mariota. The bears are allowing 8.9 yards uh, yards per attempt. The last four games. That is a brutal number. Uh, good matchup, good game. Total play. You know, we talked about uh, the, the bills game. We talked with the Vikings Cowboys game. I mean, this, this bears Falcons game is a 49 over under. I mean, that's the, it's the second highest one. My concern with Mariota is I think it's a non-zero chance that he gets benched mid game. Like, I think that it's possible they bring in Desmond Ritter and like, They probably, if they didn't last week, they probably won't because Mariota was horrible. He missed Kyle Pitts on so many plays. He had, uh, I think, Pitts had 16 targets last four last two weeks and four catches, which is almost impossible to do. Like, that's hard to do that. And then I just, I I think there's a non zero chance that he gets benched. I think it's, uh, I think that, that that concerns me, that worries me, and it probably won't happen, but I hate doing that. If I go under Dak, it's probably for Daniel Jones. Great matchup home against Detroit. Uh, but hasn't passed 220 yards passing in any game. Detroit's allowing a, a league worst 8.2 YPA. Like they're they're a horrible defense. So if I do anything, it's Jones, and I probably try and pair him with uh, with Darius Slayton, who's been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. You could go Wandale Robinson, uh, but I think I'd probably lean to Slayton just based on usage the last couple of weeks. But uh, that's probably the only name that I go with uh, under Dak. I think you put yourself on mute. <laughs> there we go.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I would like to roster Jones. It's just really tough to pair him with somebody. I agree. Slayton's probably the guy, you know, he's done it in recent weeks and he seems to be the deep threat. Um, one guy I'll just mention, uh, Joe Burrow. Um, we've, I, again, it's one of those where I don't really think I'm going to roster him, but you're more of a game theory type player looking for the contrarian option we say it all the time burrow has won slates for people so many times in these spots and it's just one of those spots that nobody's gonna play so i just thought i'd throw that out there
1: yeah i don't think anybody's gonna have burrow and you're right the upside is big although his big games have been with jamar chase and there's no jamar chase back yet probably this week so uh yeah that was the only thing that, that kind of pulled me off him a little bit so True, I think I'm gonna, yeah i think i'm gonna play some of the receivers there rather than playing burrow but yeah i mean 6800 you're right, nobody's going to have him this week. So, uh, But let's jump into uh, running backs, but first a note from our sponsors at No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play a pickup contest versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20X your entry if you hit all your picks then up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app at the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage Today Experience Daily Fantasy Sports Redefined. because It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You do not want to miss out on this. So, looking at the Know Hows Advantage uh, app here, Ryan, we always do a little segment here, kind of give people a, a little head start on their picks here. Um, give me a couple of uh, over unders that uh, that jumped out to you that you liked when you look at looked at the uh, the numbers this week.
2: Sure, yeah, I think I'm gonna ride the hot hand with Ammon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I nice. picked him last week. Uh, I believe his number was around seventy last week. It's somewhere in the mid sixties yep. this week. Uh, he went over 100, you know, caught 10 balls, 11 targets. Uh, the number just feels low. He's a great player, and he's clearly their best weapon, and they're probably going to be trailing. So I like Ra And the other one is Terry McLaurin. His number is similar. I forget what it was exactly. It was in the mid-60s as well, um, coming off a big game against the Eagles, eight catches, 128 yards. You know, his target share has went up a ton since Heineke has taken over for Wentz um and this is a great matchup for Washington against Houston so yeah give me Ra and McLaurin
1: um what's the what stuck out to you uh this is me giving you the side eye for taking my picks <laughs> um yeah I'd let you go first and I shouldn't um so I'm yeah. gonna I'll, I'll swerve a little bit that's fine I'm, I'm gonna come up with other ones. so I'm gonna spoil cheap receivers a little bit here so I'm gonna take two of them over I'm gonna go uh Garrett Wilson over 53 and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, I think the last two weeks have been like 115 and 90 something. Uh, I think 53 and a half is just too low. I think he's just so insanely talented. We'll talk about him when we get to cheap receivers, but I think that uh, Wilson's looking for him right now. I think it's uh, it's a game that he's going to go over 53 and a half. I, I do like that. I think he gets in the, at least in the 60s, 70s. I like that for sure. And then I'm going to go another cheap guy. I'm going to go Paris Campbell over 43 and a half receiving yards. I think that number is too low. When you look at uh, Paris Campbell with Matt Ryan, the last three games where Ryan has played, he's had 11, 12, and nine targets. Like those are big numbers. He was 7 for 76 in a touchdown last week on nine targets. Good game script here. I think that Philly, I mentioned earlier, I think Philly is going to absolutely, uh, you know, just drop the hammer on them and be frustrated and, and take it out on them. I like that for receivers coming back. They have to throw the ball the whole second half. I don't think Matt Ryan has any problem dropping back 50 times if he needed to. So uh, give me Paris Campbell over 43 and a half. Uh, and uh, we got four receivers over. So that should be good. But uh, we thank No House Advantage for their sponsorship on the uh, on the podcast all year long. Definitely download the app. Either go to nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores and, uh, and check that out. It's a really fun uh, little contest to play. Also, a quick note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. So, Ryan, we got uh, running backs this week. And running backs interesting. I think there's not – we mentioned, there's not a lot of cheap options. Uh, you know, we had A couple weeks ago, we had all these options, 6,000. Those kind of went away last week. I think there are a lot of cheap wide receiver options this week that I like. I think there's, there's more guys under 5,000 this week. I think they're very playable than there have been all season long. So maybe you can slide that up to get some some expensive running backs. But uh, we've got the top tier here. we got Saquon's 8,900. It's obviously an insane, insanely good matchup against the Lions. Chubb is 8,200 in Buffalo slash Detroit. Uh, Cook is 8,000. JT off the big game is 7,800. Kamara off the bad game, 7,600. Josh Jacobs, 7,500. Joe Mixon off the five touchdown game, 7,400. So I just went 7,000, 9,000. What the heck are you doing this risk range? Who do you want to play? Yeah, you mentioned the
2: cheap wide receivers. Uh, And. They make it easier to, yeah. to play one of these guys, definitely. Um, I, de- I have interest in Saquon for 8900 uh, 36 touches last week. You know, we Crazy. said he was going to have a big game against Houston. He did. Uh, he's pretty much all they got on offense. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but he's he's the workhorse on offense. Yeah. Um, and it's a great matchup at, ho- at home against Detroit. So I think if I'm spending up, it's going to be for Saquon. Um, But I mentioned Dalvin Cook in those Dallas stacks. I'm going to use Dalvin Cook, I think, in one or two uh, Dak Prescott stacks. After that, yeah, I'm not sure. I I think those might be the only two guys above 7K that I'm really interested in. Um, You know, Jacobs and Mixon have pretty good projections, and I think they'll be relatively popular. And I'm just okay fading fading those guys. Uh, Interested to hear your take. The one other guy I was considering – um but you got me worried uh was jonathan taylor um but i don't know you know if they're gonna get blown out by philly i don't really want much of taylor uh what do you think of all these guys
1: it's weird we talk about you know we talk about the philly defense We talking about the dallas defense those teams have been getting thrashed on the ground lately so some of these guys are a little more interesting than i thought they were i'm i'm the same with you on taylor i first looked i'm like oh 7, i'm i want some of that and then i'm like i just don't th- i think that they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot i just uh if the game script works out well, I think Taylor works, but uh, I'm not going to play him this week. I really like Dalvin Cook at 8,000. Um, Aaron Jones smoked the Cowboys on the ground last week. 24 carries, 138 yards. And you look the week before, uh, David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert combined for 31 for 152. So, like, Dallas can rush the quarterback, but they're giving up on the ground right now. You know, Cook had the 80-yard touchdown last week. He scored each of the last five weeks. I do really like him this week. I think I'm going to play him in Dallas stacks. I'm also going to play him in uh, in games where I maybe don't stack that game. So I think that uh, he's, a, he's a standalone play. Also, uh, not much I can say about Saquon. I fully agree with you. I think that's the best one. I mean, Dallas, Detroit's allowing five yards to running back, five yards per carry to running backs this year. Like Saquon's going to touch the ball a ton. 35 carries last week. You mentioned 36 touches. Those are all carries. Like it's just, they Crazy. just fed the crap out of him. Almost not fair he gets Houston and Detroit back to back weeks. Like that's just matchup gold right there um i'm scared of nick chubb this week uh, i think buffalo is going to drop the hammer on offense uh, i'm scared that he does get game scripted out of games too like he's one of these elite guys that when they're ahead it's great but like last week only we had 11 carries he scored a 30 yard touchdown so that he like he made it uh made it work out but that scares me i don't like camara i don't like the Rams saints game at all um and yeah joe mix not five touchdowns no thanks i'm not going not going back there i'm gonna admit that i missed it missed it two weeks ago and not go back uh what about mid-range running backs we've talked about uh we kind of it kind of hit them all already as we we're talking, kind of strategize and figuring out lineups and stuff. You know, I think it's important to, you know, know where the value is. And know you can go up elsewhere, but reminder: Stevens 6,700 Pierce at 6,500 Pollard at 6,500 Montgomery at 61. We've kind of mentioned them all. Um, do you have a favorite in that group? Where do you kind of find yourself going? Um, let's, let's say Zeke plays. Cause if Zeke sits, I think it's too easy of a question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's say Zeke plays. That's, that's a good call. Um, I like what you said though about Dalvin also being a standalone play. I, I agree with I agree with that. Um, I said that I was only considering him in stacks, but yeah, I think he makes a lot of sense as standalone. That's a good call. Um, I, I like Damian Pierce, so I, I'd be okay with just going right back to Pierce for the same price as Pollard uh, if we can't use Pollard. Um, after that, you know, I might I might be too tempted by David Montgomery. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, so I might be able to go there. There's, there's, there's a cheap guy. I'll just go all the way down yeah. to actually. Um, I guess I, would like to hear your thoughts on Najee Harris. He's not really who I was considering as much, but I see, you know, 20 carries, 99 yards last week. He's cheap. I know they're, they're using, um, what's his name? Jalen Warren. Warren. Yeah. They're using Warren more now, but still a pretty good price on Harris. The guy that I was really interested in down here, though, Brian Robinson. A lot of carries. 26 carries. 26 carries, yeah, against the Eagles, and actually a pretty good game. But it's this matchup against Houston. You know, we've been targeting all the running backs against Houston. Every week we talk about it. We talked about it with Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Saquon. Now, I know he's not that, but – Scott, I mean, <laughs> if they were going to give you 26 carries against the Texans, I'd consider rostering you for 5,300.
1: I'm pretty, I'm I mean, pretty, di- I'm pretty damn <laughs> dynamic with the ball in my hands though. So like I, I, I would, I'd be, I'd be, it'd be weird if you wouldn't roster me for 24 carries. Um, Right. I mean, his carries were so bad though. He's like 26 for 86. They just kept giving him the ball, but you're right. If they're going to feed him and kind of use Gibson as the, you know, the third down pass catching back, like. Houston's terrible against the run. They've been terrible against the run for years. Like I just, uh, I, I think that he, I think they both kind of make sense. I don't like Najee Harris very much as a player. I just don't think it's, uh, it's very exciting it, to me on, on Najee. I think it tends to a lot of DJ reader plays for Cincinnati. He's been out and their running game has been, has been way different. If they get him back, he hasn't played since week three, I don't think. Uh, but coming out of the bye, if they get him back, I think I just avoid. I avoid playing any running backs against them. Just I just I just don't love their – I don't. I just don't like the Pittsburgh offense at all right now. Um, so I'd probably lean Robinson uh, as the as the better cheaper guy. Um, you know, you worry a little bit about uh, Antonio Gibson. He's playable too, probably 5,600. six hundred. Like he has the big play guy. But yeah, if they're gonna give Robinson twenty touches against Houston, you know, you can if he gets the goal line carries, that's huge. It looks like he is. Uh, yeah, I think if you want to save some money, I'd go Robinson over Harris at 5300.
2: Are are there any other do you like a cheap guy better than those guys? I mean, there's I don't. Yeah, I don't. There, there's not I looked, much. I looked you know? at Jamal
1: Williams, but with with Swift getting more carries, I looked at Swift too. Swift at 6100 and so damn good, but like you just it's hard to do it with 19 snaps. Like if he gets Maybe if they push it up to 35 snaps, yeah, we're gonna it's gonna be a week where it's gonna be like, Oh, I wish I'd finally played Swift this week. But like I just don't want to keep guessing. And last week, I mean, he had six, he had t- he scored, but he had six carries for six yards last week and one catch. Like that's just not workable. He's not he's he's cheap and not that cheap. And one, like I guess one of these weeks is gonna be timed perfectly. You're gonna hit the week where they finally give him, you know, a, a big workload. But I think he's not playing enough to play, and I think he's playing too much to play Jamal Williams. So it kind of kills both those guys, which is frustrating. But yeah, um, yeah, if I went down here. Um, My answer for that question would probably be – and it's going to cheat a little bit, but if Gus Edwards is ruled out, give me Kenyon Drake at 5,900 against Carolina. Um, The Panthers are 27th in the NFL in in points to – fantasy points to backfields. Um, He was 24 for 93 and two touchdowns the last game against New Orleans before their bye. So if I'm going to go down here, um, I said Robinson, but I think it's actually going to be Kenyon Drake. It's cheating a little bit. I think I need Gus Edwards not to play. Um, Dobbins is obviously not playing, but if Gus Edwards doesn't play – Drake is clearly my favorite guy in the five thousands.
2: Yeah, I think I, yeah, I'd agree with you there. Great matchup in Drake. No, uh,
1: no, no, Dante Foreman coming off uh, three of four big I games. Was, yeah, yeah I, yeah,
2: I was just going to bring him up to you. Um, you know, probably not for me, but I'm not opposed to it. I don't think it's the worst option. I know it's a tough matchup against Baltimore, yeah. but he, I think, I don't know. He's proven enough where i think you could take a chance on him i mean just enough in terms of he seems good enough to do it in any matchup and it seems like they're gonna give him the work uh but yeah it's probably gonna be a bad game script and it's a bad matchup and it's not something i'm gonna do but he's been very good recently
1: he has three out of four games over 115 yards like really really good the thing for me is not even matchup matchups tough you're right Uh, Game script for me is the biggest concern there. I think that they could get they get down to Baltimore, you know, seventeen nothing pretty quick, and then you're like, uh, get some Chuba Hubbard out of the backfield. Foreman does not catch passes very much. Like it's just he can get game script out of this game, and it always scares me with with a running back, especially one that um, is on such a bad offense. And yeah, it's. uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping no Edwards because they I'll, I'll just play Drake if that happens. They they're using they're using him a ton right now uh, when guys have been hurt and he's actually uh, you know a guy that you know if he gets out there can can break it to the house, which you always like to see with the cheap guys. At least you know, you want that uh, you want that bug that big twenty five thirty yard touchdown, which makes a huge difference. Yep. Uh, let's jump into receivers. Uh, for First, to note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. Just easy to play, easy to win, daily fancy player prompts. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So uh expensive receivers are fun this week too. We've kind of we've kind of hit on Justin Jefferson. We we're talking about that stack um, monster game last week. Sixteen targets, ten for one ninety three in the biggest game of the weekend. Like everybody, if you didn't know Justin Jefferson was, you didn't think he was great. Like you watched that game, like that's changed. Um, Devontae Adams is uh, off two big games. Eighty seven hundred. Stephon Diggs is eighty three hundred in that uh, in that Buffalo game we talked about a bunch. AJ Brown is eight thousand. Um, let's think of eight thousand above with these four guys. Um, is there one that you're going to find yourself playing? I mean, obviously, I think the answer is Diggs because you're going to play Allen Stacks, but uh, did I just answer your question for you?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just easy since I'm going to play Allen Stacks, but <clears throat> I guess regardless of who you're stacking, um, Diggs has by far the best projection in terms of point per dollar. At least where I'm looking, he has the best projection of any wide receiver in terms of just point per dollar value. Um, so, but in the top range, especially like you look, Justin Jefferson is obviously a great play, but he's 9,100, you know, cups out. It's not a great matchup for Adams. It's not a great spot to target either. AJ Brown questionable. I don't know. I think AJ Brown's interesting. Maybe you have some more interest than I do. Um, I know he's questionable after rolling his ankle last week, but I just feel like it's tough for me to pay 8,000 in that spot. Um so it just seems it seems easy digs but he, I think other people are going to think that as well and he's going to be very popular. Um I don't know that's okay. I I can't really get away from it this week.
1: Yeah, I I can't either. Uh you I think we you probably know that there's not many bigger AJ Brown f- fans than me. I just I think they're going to blow them out. I think they're going to score a lot of points early and I just don't love that from receiver. Like he doesn't get the ones early. If he does, then you're you're set. But like I just don't think they're going to throw the ball out in the second half. So I'm I'm worried there at the price. Again, the ankle injury, like he seemed like he hurt early in the game, like the fir- one of the first couple routes. And he was like kind of banging it in the ground, trying to get it like loosened up and just came back in, but it was never quite the same. And uh, it was kind of a weird game last week. They were trailing Washington. You would have thought we had a bunch of passing stats. Goddard got hurt. Like it was just a, a mess of a game. for yeah. you. They were eight. No, they, they kind of, it's the NFL. They were going to have a mess game at some point. Every team does, you know, whenever, my team, whenever the Niners have a mess game, I'm like what's going on? I'm like, I realized the NFL it happens a lot. So uh, I think it's digs pretty easily in this range, which makes uh, someone like Adams, you know, if you want to play game theory, really interesting. He had, uh, they, he, they, Denver's been really good against uh, wide receiver ones, but Devontae had nine for one-on-one on them in week four. And it's funny, you mm. and I talked about, you know, Waller's out, Renfro's out. Maybe we get some Mac Hollins in here. It turned out we just got more Devontae Adams. Like He had 14, yeah. 14 targets last week. And Hollins played a ton of snaps, but didn't do much. I mean, I think that you could go back to him if you wanted to, but... Um, Adams is probably like the game theory play this week between Jefferson and Diggs. People will play both those guys. Um, I think he slides through a very, very low roster ship. So if you want to be a little different, I think Adams is the way to go. Uh with the with the knowledge that you're gonna get double jet targets. I think that's pretty much a slam dunk. Unless unless Adams has the flu, he gets double jet targets is what we've come what we what we figured out this week this year.
2: Yeah. Actually, yeah, those are really good points. You know, I was sort of worried for the reason that you said that Denver is really good against wide receiver ones. Um Patrick Sertan, right? One of the one yeah. of the better corners in football, um, but yeah, he's not going to be popular. So it makes a lot of sense for Adams for leverage. He wasn't popular at all last week. Look what he did. Um, yeah, no, and with, with AJ Brown, it's just I love him too, but he doesn't see the targets that these other guys see. Yeah. So for for him to get there, you know, we see him get there less frequently. It's because he's so touchdown dependent. You know, he needed those three touchdowns a couple weeks ago. The one thing that you'd think would be going for him is Dallas Goddard being out. So maybe that's a little bump, but yeah, I think it's still tough to get there for
1: 8K. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's only three receivers in the seven thousands on the entire slate this week. Jamar Chase is there, but he's not playing. Uh, we have CeeDee Lamb, who I think is going to be very popular. I love him this week too, but I, I admit that it's uh, it's gonna be a popular play. He's seventy five hundred. Amon Ross, St. Brown, friend of the podcast, is seventy two hundred. Uh, T. Higgins is seventy one hundred. Uh, this range, I kind of like all three guys. I mean, I'm gonna play a lot of CeeDee Lamb. I mean, fifteen targets last week. He leads all wide receivers in team percentage target share, like the, the you know the amount of the percentage of passes that go to him uh minnesota is not very good against wide receivers he has his first 100 yard his first 100 yard game uh, was last week i think right that was his first 100 yard game um 7500 seems pretty cheap for him in this matchup a game that i think is going to shoot out a little bit but i always like st brown uh, i kind of like t higgins a little bit too so I, I do like this range it's hard to get more than one of these guys so i'm just gonna go lamb and kind of call it a day
2: yeah that makes sense uh, i like all three too it's hard not yeah. to um all three project pretty well um Amon-Ra and CeeDee Lamb are going to be pretty popular. Even Higgins will be relatively popular. I don't know. If I had to pick one, I guess it's maybe I, I probably I probably won't roster Lamb unless I'm playing Dak. Okay. Um, not, not that not that you can't. Not that you can't, just like what I'm going to do. Um, so after that, probably Amon-Ra. But, yeah, I don't know. I like the whole
1: range. Yeah, I mean, Amaraz, you know, got, you're going to get 10 targets. last three games, 9, 10, and 11. Like, you're just going to get 10 targets, no matter if he scores or not, if it's a big game. He I mean, was 10 for 19 la- 119 last week, and that's a big game. You wish he got in the end zone to kind of you know bump it over the top, but still really, really good with those targets. I mean, without Hawkinson there, he's just pretty much the guy, and it's uh, just the way it goes. Um, what about the mid-ranger receivers? We're going to need some guys in here. We've talked about uh, a couple of these names. I think we both really like – Terry McLaurin at 5,900. He has been really good with Taylor Heineke. Um, Five-plus catches in all four of those games, 70-plus yards in three of four. 30%, 32% of the team targets with Heineke playing. It was like 17% with Carson Wentz. So it was a huge difference. Houston's a good matchup. You know, teams don't usually throw against them. They run against them because it's easy, and they're usually ahead. But uh, McLaurin at 5,900 sticks out to me. But who else do you like in this mid-range, so like 5,000 to 7,000? A lot of names in here. But who do you find yourself, uh, you know, really finding on a lot of your rosters?
2: Um. Yeah. Besides McLaurin, definitely Gabe Davis. Um, I think, yeah, ten targets last week—the most he's had this season. Six catches, also a season high. Look, I just smash spot for Josh Allen is what I'm going on. And yeah. uh, you you mentioned that Gabe Davis will be less popular than Diggs, and you know, so I I love Gabe Gabe Davis for two thousand less than Diggs. Yeah, um, me too. I don't mind going back to Amari Cooper. Only if you know, since I'm stacking the bills, I'm considering it. No one's going to play Cooper this week. I mean, he's the same price. Uh, he was popular last
1: week, and everybody's he's playing. Seen... Everybody's playing the Amari can't play in road game narrative this week too.
2: Yep. So I mean, I don't love it. You know, it's one of those things where it's it's a game theory thing, and it, it makes sense with my with my stacks. Yeah. Um, I see the reasons for Pittman. Pittman projects well, but I'm probably just not going to go there um courtland sutton i mentioned would be popular if jerry judy was out i hate that broncos passing offense (laughs) similar to what you said um there's a lot of decent options
1: there courtland sutton hasn't topped 75 yards since week three crazy right and he has one he has one touchdown this season i mean he shows how how good russ has been i guess i mean because I, i don't know I love Sutton coming to the season. I was like deep ball thrower in Russ Sutton's really talented. The first couple of weeks were nice. And then it's just, it's just falling off the table. It's been, I've been so wrong on Sutton all year.
2: Yeah. Because I think Sutton's good. So I I don't know that you were necessarily wrong on Sutton. I think Russ has let you down more. I saw, I forget, I, I forget the exact stat, but it, it showed that Sutton, Gets more open than most all of the receivers in the league. I, I forget <laughs> the exact, but it, it was it was promising for Sutton. And you know who else was very high up on that list was uh, Deontay Johnson, a guy we talk about. Yeah, the eight hundred always seems to be open, but doesn't really matter necessarily if you have
3: Kenny you, uh... Pickett
2: and a bunch of other receivers. Um, I wanted to mention one other, one other guy quickly. Yeah. Um, if I play a Hertz lineup, I like. Devante Smith this week for 6,200. Okay. I don't think many people are going to play him. And I like the uh, perceived bump he should get from from no Dallas Goddard. I, I, I can see two touchdowns out of him. And I think there's some interesting runbacks if you play like Hurts, Devontae Smith, and Pittman, or Hurts, Devontae Smith, and Paris Campbell might be even better. Uh, so I'm considering that one. I don't know. So besides McLaurin, do you
1: have a favorite in this range? I really like the Smith call. Cause I think you're right. I think if you, if you figure out who is the beneficiary of no gutter, I think it's Smith, the way they run routes. I think it's more him than AJ Brown. I think that those like short intermediate, you know, I need, uh, I need seven yards. We'll kick the ball out of my hands. I think that Smith is the guy that, that gets those. So I do like, uh, I do like that play. It, that last week was maddening. He had that. He had 54 yards in touchdown, and then he had they, they ran that play at the end of the game where they'd like lateral the ball. He had minus 15 yards receiving on that play. So he ended up with 39 yards. looks like a bad game, and he really had 54. It's just that he had a fumble, and the, 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 the lost 15 yards there was, was brutal. Um, you mentioned not many people going to play Amari Cooper. I definitely will be playing Amari Cooper. Um, the Bills are still pretty banged up at DB. Traverius White has already been ruled out, and he's obviously the, the stud DB there, but they've got a lot of injuries there. I mean, Jefferson, we talked about him, went crazy on them last week. But look at Garrett Wilson at 92 yards the week before. And um, I like Cooper on a bounce back. 6,400, I think, is enough of a – it's cheap enough to play, but expensive enough for people like, oh, well, screw it. I'll just go with Don Peoples-Jones instead. So I think everybody that plays a Browns receiver is just going to play the cheap one. And and, in the the Bills stack, you know, if you're playing Allen and Diggs, like the obvious thing is be like, I have to save money, so I'm just going to Peoples-Jones. I think Cooper gets overlooked there. I really like the setup for him in a a game they're going to be trailing – um, other names down here. I love McLaurin. I don't want to. I can't emphasize that enough. Love him this week. My only other name down here is uh, if I uh, if I get a little sneakier with Dallas stacks. Michael Gallup is 5100. Um, if he was like 4100, I think everybody would have him because people are going to look at that game. I think 5100 is high enough where people are like ah forget it. he hasn't done much. He has a uh, four for 49 and four for 35 last week. It's not good, but he has 13 targets. I just think he's a decent, like, medium-cheap part of this game. So I think if you want to – if you want to maybe get a little different, maybe play him instead of Schultz. You can play – Dak Gallup Schultz gets really interesting. If you leave Lamb out, you know, it's it's risky, but, like, you can suddenly save a lot of money. Then you can go up to Jefferson, and you can kind of play that game too. So I do think Gallup uh, will find himself in some of my lines for 5,100
2: too. Uh, yeah, I love that. I wrote the same thing in my article. Basically, oh, nice. everything that you said, um, that, yeah, that, that Dak Gallup Schultz is – pretty interesting and leaves you quite a bit of salary. Um, I actually thought you might mention a guy in the same game who, surprising for me to mention him, but I was surprised to see that Adam Thielen has at least seven targets in all but one game this season. All but one game, at least seven targets. Um, I know, you know, it's not the same Adam Thielen, but he could easily score two touchdowns. I mean, that can happen in a game like this. Um, 5,500.
1: I just you think feel that like he's got he's to gotta, he's gotta do for that two-touchdown game, isn't he? You kind of can feel he, it coming. He, yeah.
2: You'd think so. Now, I'll quickly play devil's advocate, and maybe um, the addition of TJ Hawkinson isn't great for him. You know, it's Hawkinson not. has 19 targets in the last two weeks and yeah. 16 catches. Um, but I wanted to bring it up because – that Minnesota Dallas game is going to be very popular and you can play it in different ways. And using a guy like Gallup, I agree. I I like Gallup more, but a guy like Thielen too is in play. And it's just a way to get you different.
1: You're right though. You look at the targets. I mean, since week two, seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, seven, 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 like he's more, more involved than I thought he was because he hasn't had the big splash plays and the touchdowns. But, yeah, you're going to give me a ton of targets in a high-scoring game. I think that's a sneaky – you're right. Nobody's going to to click that name. So, I think that's uh, that's exciting too. I like that. I like that. Um, under five or 5,000 or below. We mentioned there's a lot of names in here. I, I like more names in here than I have all year. We've already mentioned Garrett Wilson. He's 4,900 off two big games. Just feels – he feels too cheap, both for recent usage and for his talent. Like, he touches the ball. It's just super dynamic. Like, anytime he any touches the ball, can go to the house. Um, and he used to be pretty popular for 100 Dan- Donovan Peoples-Jones, 4600 uh, Nice game script there. We talked about that plenty also. And and Paris Campbell we talked about a bunch, too. We talked about the targets with Matt Ryan. We talked about the no-house advantage picks. Um, you know, 11, 12, and 9 targets the last three weeks. Uh, 7 for 76 a touchdown last week. Good game script, too. I think Philly's going to get out early and, and and beat Indy, but you'd love that with a, a receiver coming back. So I think those three guys stick out pretty pretty big time. We've talked about them all already. Um, is there anybody besides those three guys you like? I know that we're going to play in those guys, but is anybody else that you're like, yeah, I think I might uh, try and slide this guy in this week? Um, And you mentioned Skoronic at 49ers, so as, as you mentioned. You already mentioned yeah, him, too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um...
1: It's a great rate. I mean, those are those are three really good playable names in the fourth. Three thousands. really good plays. And yeah,
2: just first of all, I, I I realized when when you were mentioning Paris Campbell uh for the when we were talking about no house advantage, um that 9 targets, 11 targets and 12 targets in those yeah. in the past 3 Matt Ryan starts. Um and he's also projecting really well. So I, I just wanted to say that <clears throat> I think I mentioned Squironic in as a cash game option. I think most people would try to find the four hundred to get to Paris Campbell. Yeah. It seems as of now, if you're looking for a cheap wide receiver in cash, that Paris Campbell is probably the guy to go to. Again, not a must, but just probably the best cash game option. I just, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, if if there was another guy, I was going to take a chance on, uh, it would maybe be Van Jefferson. I don't know. You know, I think. I think Cup being out is is a big deal. I don't know. Um, he gets, you know, 15 targets a game, basically. Again, this is all dependent on Stafford playing, but it seems like Stafford's fine, and it seems like he's going to play. Um, Van Jefferson dropped what would have been a deep touchdown uh, the other week. I mean, we've seen him with plenty of deep touchdowns before. Um, I thought so you were going to say we've
1: seen him with plenty of drops before. <laughs> I know, we probably have, too, <laughs> yeah. but,
2: you know, we've seen him catch 70, 80-yard touchdowns yeah. I don't know. Like I think the, I think you could play any of the Rams pass catchers with Cooper cup being out. It wouldn't shock me if any of them have big games. Um, I, I don't know. Is there someone I'm missing? Who Who do you like besides these guys we mentioned?
1: I mean, I really like these guys we mentioned so I, and I, you probably mm-hmm. don't need to get that many, but I think that Darius Slayton is, is the one he's 5,000. Exactly. I mean, it's just, he's been really good. Like 16 targets last week, 58 plus yards. Last, and it's, they're playing the lions. Like you just, it's hard to get away from the fact that matchups so good. I know they don't, Throw the ball tons. Saquon had 35 carries last week, but uh, I think that I think Slayton's in play. I mean, if you want to do the same theory and just be different from that, you go with Wandale Robinson at 4,600, but he only has five targets the last two games, which always scares me. I, I like I just want usage of nothing. I mean, Wandale can hit a big play, but the way they're using him is very short passes and kind of like screens and get out and you know, get him to run. But uh, I think I'd go Slayton over Wandale. So it makes Wandale really hard to play when the only four is different. But the only other, the only other guys out here, I think that if you wanted to be different and kind of go back with a the theory that, you know, I, I want to play someone who's a play last week, didn't work out, play him again. Matt Collins um, at Denver, he played 67 snaps last week. So he's out there a lot. Only had, he had six targets. Like that's not bad. He's two for 18. Carr just kind of missed him. Um, he has back-to-back quiet games though. But I mean, that's a, a guy who has blown up early in this year. Um, Nico Collins had 10 targets last week. He's 4,100 um you know kind of a solid play for this price with his usage um that was his first game back from, from return from injury he had the he had, he had 10 targets which is a, is a promising number i just think it's hard for me to get either of those guys over paris campbell so it's uh, probably well i think they're playable in most weeks i think this week uh with campbell and people's jones right in the same range i think it's hard to get to every, anybody else
2: yeah i'm with you it's hard it's hard to get to these guys with the other
1: options being yeah uh, better than usual um in a normal in a normal Collins. week, I'd be like Collins and Collins and Hollins and I'm both playable. But I just it's just there's too many options this week. I think.
2: Yeah, same. Collins was the guy that I was going to mention. Um, I think he's okay, especially I don't know if you're going to play McLaurin. Wouldn't be the worst thing to have a Houston run back. Um, yeah. No one's going to play a guy like Collins with with the other guys we mentioned in this range.
1: What uh, what are you doing at tight end this week? We've kind of we've, we've mentioned um, Dallas Schultz a number of times. He's forty three hundred, probably my favorite play here. I think he's just a different guy with Dak Prescott. Six for fifty four and touchdown on eight targets last week. Uh, Minnesota has been below average against tight ends. He seems to be getting healthier, a few more snaps each week. So I do like that one at forty three hundred. You mentioned Kyle Pitts, uh, your boy at forty four hundred. A uh, lot of targets, not a lot of catches. Um, he has he has I think it's fifteen targets the last two weeks. Fifteen. He has four catches for like 58 yards total. Like it's almost impossible. He has under 30 yards in seven nine games. His air yards are nuts. He had like 200 air yards last week or two weeks ago and like 140 or something last week. Like no one's getting more usage in air yards and doing less with it because Mariota is just killing him.
2: Yeah. And he had nine targets the week before that. And you yeah, mentioned those geez. air yards. He, um, Mariota overthrew him on what was a sure 70, 75 yard touchdown. I mean, he was wide open, so I mean, <laughs> the opportunities are there. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I don't mind going back to Pitts. I agree with you. I think Dalton Schultz is the best tight end. I guess from a and I, he projects the best as well from a point per dollar standpoint. Um, Higby also projects well, and it's just that thing with Cooper Cup being out. You know, yep. we've already seen Higby not so much recently uh you know but he's been a 10 target guy even with cup out there so with stafford back i'm fine going to higby especially in cash games i think him and schultz are probably the best options um if you want to pay up hawkinson and mentioned 16 catches on 19 targets in his first two games for the vikings clearly like already a favorite target of cousins so so he makes sense um i don't know is there any cheap guys you were considering i I didn't really find much I liked below, uh, I guess. Let's say Higby below four K.
1: Yeah, I uh, I had three names bolded, and you just mentioned all three of them, so that uh, it's good we're on the same page. I think Higby's interesting. I mean, I think we talked about Skoronic. I think no no cup helps Higby the most. Um, mm-hmm. Eight targets, eight targets last week after three catches the prior three weeks. So like very involved. Uh, you know, Stafford. I'd like Stafford to play because Stafford really likes Higby, so I think that would work better. Um, for cheap options, I mean, if Jerry Judy doesn't play. Greg Dulcich oh. was bad, bad last week, but he played eighty nine percent of the snaps. If Judy doesn't play, I think I've got it going. I'm good going back to Dulcich with the fact that he'll, his his roster would be a third of what it was last week. Everybody, nobody would want to go back there after one for eleven. But you know, give me a guy who's playing a ton of snaps um, in a game that you know they should have to score against Vegas. They you think there may be some points there, but uh, I don't know. This game is pretty gross. Their defense is good and their offense is bad, but I think he's okay at thirty eight hundred. And if I want to go all the way down, um, Juwan Johnson is 3,100 for the Saints against the Rams. Um, he hasn't topped 45 yards, but he has four touchdowns last week, so using him in the red zone. Uh, when he does hit a play, it usually turns out to be a big play. So I think he's if he really wanted to just kind of punt the position and, and save a bunch of money, I think it would probably be Johnson for being at 3,100.
2: Yeah, I like, yeah, I like both of those calls. And I like uh, – Dulcich is a good call if Judy's out. out. Um, one thing I was just trying to – look up quick I guess I guess it doesn't matter but I I I ended up uh somehow watching like the last quarter and a half of that game and I had a lot of Dulcich, and he seemed to stay in and block almost every time Russ dropped back to pass I don't know and then you know he'd bubble out for a dump off if Russ couldn't find anybody or I, I I don't know you know maybe obviously that's just one game and right. uh no but that's a good Titans that's a good observation all over russ but good i I'd observation I'd have to look at the numbers yeah
1: because playing snaps doesn't matter if he's not going on route so that's that's a good observation right. their line is their line struggling we talked about last week when we liked uh the, i think we we're playing tennessee they like the tennessee defense just because denver's getting russell getting sacked three plus times every week so that's a that's a good point i mean that's uh that's kind of the george kittle point like george kittle is insanely dynamic and catch the ball but they use him on block and to block so much it just kind of limits his upside and um, for fantasy reasons, you know, obviously NFL reasons, it's it's good. If you, you can block and that's important for fancy reasons, it kinda, that kind of, that kind of hurts us. Yeah. It, yeah. It was just, I bring it up because
2: it was noticeable. Uh, Russ yeah. was under siege in that game and I was, you know, I needed Dulcich on a few lineups and it was just, it was painful to watch him basically never,
1: never run routes. No, that's a, that's a really good point. I like that. Um, Real quick, uh, defense this week uh, we got uh, we have Baltimore and Philly and really good matchups, but expensive up top. Kind of New England falls in that too. They're all thirty seven hundred or above. So if you want to play an expensive one, um, I think all three of those work. You know, Baltimore against Carolina, Philly against Indy, New England against the Jets. Uh, maybe the maybe the first two I like a little bit more. I think that uh, you know Baltimore and Philly both can get out to big leads, make some makes some big plays, and force the other quarterback to throw. But um, so if you want to go expensive, I think those are pretty easy. What uh, if you want to go three thousand dollars or less? You want to save some money or I don't know, $3,200 less. You want to save some money at defense, get some other guys in. There's a lot of expensive guys to play this week. Where do you find yourself uh, moving towards this week?
2: Uh, Yeah, for cash games, people are going to be deciding between two. Uh, Two home defenses for basically the same salary. Uh, You have the Texans at home against Washington and the the Steelers at home against the Bengals. Um, We've talked about... You know, quite a few times rostering defenses against the Bengals. You know, they give up a lot of sacks, turn yep. the ball over sometimes. Um, so Steelers twenty three hundred, and then you have the Texans. You know, a defense that you normally wouldn't consider, but Taylor Heineke is one usually one of the better quarterbacks to target for DFS in terms of he he turns the ball over a lot. He takes a lot of chances. At least he has. Uh, he did last season in And at times this season. So I don't know. Uh, One of those defenses, I guess, I don't know that I really have a lean between the two, but they're both going to be relatively popular too. So it it, just in cash games. So I think uh, Texans Steelers, I don't know. Do you have a lean on which one of those you like better? Or maybe,
1: maybe a different team altogether. I don't know. I have a different team altogether, but uh, to answer your first question of a lean, I think I go Houston because they have 10 sacks the last three weeks. Like they're actually getting after the quarterback a little bit. And I think you're right. If they can get after Heineke, make him make a mistake. I think I like Houston a little bit more, but uh, I'm gonna go up four hundred bucks this week. I'm gonna play the Jets at twenty eight hundred against New England. Um, they have five and six sacks the last two weeks. Uh, really go. Wow. One of those weeks was against New England, too, It was two weeks ago. They had a buy- in there. Um but they had six sacks against Mac Jones. Uh, they had two turnovers in that game. And people forget Mac Jones threw a horrible pick six in that game They got called back on penalty. Like that would have been a huge game for the Jets defense. Oh, yeah. New, New England's allowed ten sacks last week. So it wasn't just the Jets game. It's back to back weeks where they've been really bad on the line. I don't think Mac Jones is good. I think the Jets' D is pretty active, and, you know, Robert Sala's got them getting after the quarterback right now. Um, I really like the Jets. I was surprised by the price. 2800 is really cheap to me. I might just play the Jets on all my teams on defense week and just kind yeah. of not think about it. Um, I think for the price, I really like. The other one I like um, is so if I get off the Jets in some lineups and want to be a little different and just kind of spread it around. The other one I will play is New Orleans for 3000 against the Rams. Um, they had six sacks against the against Pittsburgh last week. They have three-plus lacks in seven of their eight games. Really getting after the quarterback. and We've seen it. You get after Stafford. The Rams line is not good. You get after Stafford. He will force some balls and make some mistakes. So I'd go uh, I'd go Jets 1, Saints 2, Texans 3 if I had to rank the Chiefs defenses. And uh, I really like the Saints and Jets. So there's a couple of defenses I really like this week.
2: Yeah, I think – yep you're the defense whisperer so i gotta (laughs) side with you uh tennessee was was pretty i
1: think tennessee had 12 points last week that one worked out pretty
2: well. um really like the jets though yeah i think the the jets defense is actually good and and sauce gardner has been really good yeah i I love targeting mac jones
1: yeah i jets jets and then saints i think i I I just probably play those two on all my laps and just kind of mix around but they're so cheap you can get them in and i don't think i'm gonna mess with anybody else Anybody else on your mind? Anybody else you want to talk about? Any comments on life or anything before we get out of here? Oh. <laughs> give me, uh, give me the world um, cup. Give me the world cup winner, since you're going to do a soccer podcast next.
2: Oh, the world cup winner. That's a really tough one. I guess if I had to pick a team, I guess I'd say Brazil. I don't know. For, really, I, you just take the big favorite. I, I know. I hate it for the feel good <laughs> story. I guess maybe. Maybe Argentina. Messy, messy winning a World Cup. I like this Argentina side. Um, I'll take a long shot. Sorry. I actually I've only made one bet this World Cup and it's a 40 to one shot on Uruguay. So Uh there you go. I'll give you I'll give you Uruguay 40 to one.
1: That's uh. there you go. See, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I don't want Brazil. That's easy. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. going to go, uh, I, I'm going to go, if I had to bet it, I go Argentina and Portugal, kind of like mid odds, like, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth favorite somewhere in that I'd avoid, uh, That would I'd, be like a
2: dream final.
1: Yeah. So I think that's, uh, I'd go there. I'm, uh, my mom's side, I'm, uh, I'm half Portuguese. So I, I, I got a rooting interest there. So I'll, I'll go there and, uh, and call it a day, maybe get to get Ronaldo, uh, get Ronaldo somewhere in the world cup here, but, uh, That'd be well, uh, cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. We do always appreciate it. If you're listening to us live, That's that's uh, really fun, too. If you're listening to us on the audio version, uh, we also thank you for that. Thanks to No House Advantage for their sponsorship on the podcast. We also appreciate that. Other than that, I uh, hope everybody has a really good week. Um, Ryan will be with you next week. I will not. Uh, Ryan, who's uh, Adam – how do you say his last name? Yeah,
2: Adam Zadroik is going to go. fill in for Scott. He um, – he hosts the soccer podcast with me every Friday. And I know he's, he hosted some NFL stuff last year as well. Nice. So uh, we'll try, we'll do our best to fill in for
1: you, Scott. <laughs> I think, uh, I think you'll be good. I and mean, who knows, maybe after that, nobody will want me back. So I maybe I'll lose yeah. my job after that. But, but uh, <laughs> no, I'll be, uh, I'll be away for th- Thanksgiving week. And it's usually I kind of find a way, but I'm just gonna be in a spot where it's gonna be really tough to record. So uh, I appreciate Adam uh, filling in there. So you guys are, you guys are being good hands there. Uh, I just didn't know how to say his last name. I know who he is. I just didn't know how to say his last name. That's why I asked you because you do the soccer pod. But uh, anyway, uh, we appreciate everybody listening. I will be back at you in two weeks. Ryan well, will be back at you next week. Hope everybody has a really good week 11. Uh, good luck in all your contests and hopefully, hopefully win some cash this week. Take care.
2: Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.
4: Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have.